the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Well, welcome to this edition's week's edition of Black and Right Radio with John Anthony, your host. I'm, I'm tired, but I'm so fired up today. I mean, I am fired up. Yesterday, I had an opportunity to go and emcee an event for Brandon Strzokka from The Walkaway, who was here. And oh my God, did Black Lives Matter show up? And they tried to show out, but our men and women in blue stood on that line to protect us. Shout out to Chicago Police Department. Shout out to Walkaway. Shout out to Brandon Strzokka for allowing me the opportunity to come out yesterday and emcee what I thought was a great event. And it shows also that people in the north liberal side of Chicago are fed up because it was about four or five hundred people out there tired, flustered, frustrated, saying we're taking our state back. So today I'm really excited about who I got in the studio. We're going to be talking. I think, we got, I think this is going to be a great, great show. I got my main man, Will County, Republican chairman, George the Rear Admiral Pearson. Yo, Welcome yo. back, baby. Yeah, thank you, sir. Appreciate you having me back in. Yeah. I, you know, I'm really excited about who you drug into the studio. Yeah. Kicking and screaming all the way. Ah! <laughs> I, I, I'm showing... I'm showing to my um, Facebook audience, you'll see uh, the book of this individual sitting yes. right here, Sheep No More. Now, but also the Experts Podcast. That's right. You heard him here last week. Yes. Jonathan Gilliam. Jonathan T. Gilliam. Welcome to, welcome back to Black and Right. It's great to be here, and I guess today it's black, white, black. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, that's how we roll here. That's how we roll here. You know, hey, you know... I'm st- it's still, you know, the Light Skin Coalition is winning again today. <laughs> 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 you brother some old son. <laughs> so, so, Mr. Gilliam, talk to us. You were here last night, mm-hmm. came in, coming in to support my good friend George uh, yep. Pearson at a Will County event. How did it go? What do you think? It was great. I mean, the, the fact that people are showing up, that's the most important thing right now because, you know, the reality is what's happening in this country is being allowed to happen. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because the the left is so organized and yeah. they um, have been organizing for 50 years or more. And then uh, the, but also their, their strength is growing because the right does not get up and show up. Here, here. You know, here, here. social media is the, it has become the biggest crutch for the right. Yes. That's ever been. They, they just think, Oh, I just, I work for a living. That's the greatest excuse. Or, you know, I'm going to go on Twitter and set these people straight. <laughs> Keyboard warriors. Yeah. And they never do anything. So to see people actually showing up for the right reasons is, yes. is uh, very important. Yeah. And uh, and uh, uh, 
a group of amazingly humble people, experienced people, um, well thought out people, and uh, people of all skin color yes. and genders, and yes. um, and people who have not had easy roads, you know, and they're and they're they're still uh, even though they've gone down the wrong road, they still find themselves on the right path, yeah. and uh, and are there to try to stop what's happening in this country because now it's not well, really it's not really about right and left anymore it's about uh freedom or no freedom it is here, here. that's so true that's George, reality what did you think about last night what happened in the- it, it it was truly amazing because we had asked people you know we, we were fearing a couple knuckle i shouldn't use that word i i hate that word what what a couple knuckleheads no that's a great word that's that really awesome <laughs> big trying to show up there's nothing wrong with that word it's a perfect word <laughs> and wanted to try to disrupt what we were doing and we received a you know a couple threats, and we were trying to let folks know, look, we've got the best security around, and this this is the point of it, that you can no longer sit at home. Right. You can no longer allow them to scare you and keep you inside your house. Right. You've got to come yeah. out and show up in force, show up in the numbers, and you will see that we could turn away their pitly numbers yeah. that show up. We had four. Four. So we were going to shut down an event that eventually uh, the count was 200 as the night went on. But you only had four protesters is what you said? That's it. Wait, wait, wait. One, two, three, four. Four. Okay. Couple knuckleheads on Facebook, the Twitter warriors, you know, on there and literally almost shut down our event because of scare tactics, not actual action. And that's what I've been trying to push throughout Will County. Show up and let us show out because there are a lot more of us than you realize that are out Come there on. that's ready to take on the fight. But, but, but isn't, that the, isn't that the tactic that the Democratic Party has always pushed onto the Republican Party? Because they know the playbook. Yes. All you have to do is push them. I mean, you, you just slap at them. That's it. Yeah. And the Republicans run and cower. Oh, yeah. for so, we've had so many feckless leaders. I mean, yeah. you've seen it. I mean, you've seen it probably in a way that George and I haven't, being an FBI agent, being a Navy SEAL. Uh, being a cop, I mean, you've seen it in ways that we haven't, right? The revelations that I saw came when I got out of the bureau, and all the things that I've seen that we'd gone through. Listen, in, in the bureau, they have all these social things uh, that go on there, and you know, it's crazy the the road that they go down to make sure that they're socially correct. Yeah. Um, and it's infiltrated all levels. Yeah, and and when I saw. It, didn't really make sense to me until later on when I got out. And then I started to realize that communism is exactly what is what's taken over and what is being pushed forward. It's it's not just social uh, change and trying to make everything equal. This is all about control. Yes. Yes. And as I got out and I started to see things a lot differently, because when you're in official service, yes, George will tell you, you know, when you're in official service, you you don't you you do what you're told, right. and you see the world with a veil over your Correct. your face. So when you get out and that's taken off, you can turn around and actually say, "Wow, there's a lot going on here, and it's happening very very quickly." And living in New York, oh. I, I saw you know for 15 years, <laughs> I saw you know I was right in the thick of it, and I we were talking about this on the way to the studio today about how people don't even question what they're told. Nope they're they're born in that area and they just think that way. And they don't realize that it's learned helplessness is what it is. Oh, I love that. that And control. (laughs) And control. They just go with whatever the narrative is that they're taught. They don't, the the smarter this phone gets, the dumber we get. (laughs) Teach. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what? (laughs) I I, I saw yesterday, and and then let's talk about what's happening 
without men and women that's that's holding the thin blue line, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I'm watching all these middle fingers mm-hmm. at black cops, yep. black cops, yes, by white people, yes. So you know what I said? I said, "Hey, look around." Talking to our crowd, yep. like the the walkaway crowd, right? right? I said, "Turn around, look at that crowd back there." Now look to your left, mm-hmm. look to your right. Mm-hmm. There were more black people with us than Come it was on, on the that Other were protesting. Yeah. Teach. Why? Because the education on. system has programmed these young white people that they are guilty of atrocities that they're not, and that they it is up to them to to correct, to, to correct this and to change. They listen. It, this isn't just a white black thing. These people Come on. Be, right. these people right. believe that the that the world the world. Yes, must change into this uh, this utopia that communism pushes out. Yes, that's what they believe. And the thing is, if you disagree with them, they don't try to have a discussion discussion with you. They try to forcibly yes. erase you. Yes, uh, yell you down. And that that it, the cancel culture. Yeah, yes. yeah. But I mean, cancel culture. Really, that word that we use is kind of a. It, it really does powder coat it because they are. <laughs> Forcibly, yeah. it's exactly what they call normalization in uh, communism. What what people think normalization that sounds like where they you know normalize everything, make everything cool. That's when the tanks roll into the street yeah. and they forcibly remove all the people that they consider troublemakers. Yeah. That's what they're doing. They're not using tanks and guns; they're using social media yes. to cripple you. Mm-hmm. And now the COVID virus to Don't destroy your business. And it's, it's and and what they've discovered, in my opinion is that it's quicker and is more stealthier yes. in some regards. And there's, listen, there is nothing you can do about it, uh, well, to an extent, when enough of them go in and convince their community to turn on you. George? <laughs> I'm of the mindset that I refuse to allow our Jelly Belly governor to sit back and hold us down because of junk science. They're not even using real numbers with, with it here. They've in, they've inflated the numbers. They've included deaths and infections of people that they shouldn't even be calculating trying to hold us down. Well, the numbers are increasing. Well, you've got a population of people that are coming in as, that are being tested that are sick. So, yes, the numbers are going to go up or they're feeling symptoms. Yeah. They also How say things like people, they say things like people. the number of tests given. Yes. Not not yes. the number of deaths or the, by COVID or the number of positive tests. They say yes. the number of tests given. Yes. Yes. So that's what's killing us because we're not even paying attention to the English yeah. language. As you say, our education is no longer there to actually support us and give us the knowledge. Yeah. It's actually being taught to us to hold us down. Also, wow. also, they say, you know, in Arkansas, that's where I'm originally from, you know, it's gone up 3,000 percent. You know, they're talking about it went from five people to 30. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like, but they use that statistic yeah. to change everything. Guys, check it out. Listen, that first segment, if that's any clue of what this show is going to be like today, keep it locked. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, live in studio. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, joined live in studio by my good friend, George the Rear Admiral Pearson. Yo, yo. And we got live in studio, author of the book, Sheep No More, Jonathan T. Gilliam, former U.S. Navy SEAL, federal air marshal, security contractor. I'm getting tired of saying FBI special agent. What haven't you done, sir? 
Well, <laughs> I've never done adult films. I, I'm staying out of that. I'll leave, I'll leave that for George. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's probably a, a, a good career choice right there for you, especially with all that you've done. That's right. But let's talk about Sheep No More. Because I think it's, I mean, when I think of, when I think of Sheep No More, I think of, you know, uh, what's his name? Lieutenant Dave Grossman, mm-hmm. when he wrote the book uh, on combat and those things of that nature. And when he said how most people don't know they're sheep. Yeah. But they are sheep. Explain what you mean by sheep no more in your book. So there's, there's two reasons why I chose uh, sheep no more. One uh, was because the, the reality is what I learned uh, through these years of being uh, an attacker and then a defender. Uh, you know, as a SEAL, make no mistake about it, that's our job. Our job is to attack the enemy um, and uh, do it ruthlessly. And then as an FBI agent and as a security contractor and as, as an air marshal, I was defending uh, our homeland from them. So there's two different mindsets there in the way that you think. So when I wrote the book, and, I, and I, again, when I got out of official service, I started realizing that people are just like sheep. I mean, I know we use that term a lot, but most people don't realize when you go watch sheep, and if you've ever been around them, yeah. they're not a bright animal. Nope. They're, they're there to eat. They're there to uh, be a part of the, the movement of the collective. Yeah. And they don't really think for themselves too much. They get very panicky if they get separated and they get lost. And most people, if you took the cell phone away from them, if you uh, turn the electricity off, they would have no water. No, they would be lost. And they don't realize what's happening yeah. to them constantly. So that was one of the reasons. The other reason is because uh, Sleep No More was a big play. And, <laughs> and every girl when I was growing up, I have three sisters, they always read that book, Sleep No More. So I wanted it to be something that, that people could realize. But the, the book is written so that you can see how attackers see you. Mm. And it literally shows you how you can build target packages on yourself which you can also use that for schools or churches or, or businesses or counties or cities uh, because every, every attacker, a pedophile, I know people are going to think this sounds weird, but a pedophile uses the similar tactics as a, a CIA operations officer. Yeah. They move in slowly. They develop relationships, and they work their Ooh. way into a target. And the reality is it's an attack. Yep. You know, a SEAL... And somebody like uh, a, a rapist or a burglar, they do direct action missions. And the thing is, they all plan yeah. and look at their targets the same way. Yeah. They develop a target package. What, are the, what do I want to hit? What the, wh- when is it the most vulnerable? Uh, where is it the most vulnerable? And they exploit those things. Wow. Once you have that knowledge, you can turn around and use that to, de- to set up better defenses, plans of action, train your children, do threat assessments on your facilities, and apply that information. And so that's why I wrote it. And But what's interesting is a lot of people that have read it have reached out to me and said, I see things more clearly mm. now um, about racism. I yeah. see more things clearly about politics because those things are being used yes. to attack the way you think. Yes. And, and again, yes. these groups the manipulization are... Of, manipulization of it. It's, they it's manipulize it. planned yeah. manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. It's planned. It's not something that they just make up as they go along. This stuff that's happening in, the, in communities is planned. Yeah. And so this, that's why I wrote the book, to help people kind of understand that they can see that. But you have to think from their perspective, from the attacker's perspective. As, as, you, as you were talking, I'm saying I'm, I'm visualizing. I see the same thing in Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter. They're sheep. They're, they're being led astray by somebody. There's, there, there's a Pied right. Piper yeah, somewhere right. leading these people and doing a lot of the things they're doing. But they are, they're weak. The moment you strike back at these people, right. 
they cower in fear as well. So here, this is, and there is the problem is that the that the right has not figured that out. Mm. So they cower. You know where we were talking about the cancel culture earlier. The the realization is if you stand up to them, you know the first thing I wrote when all this stuff with with George Floyd who was murdered. When that first happened, I wrote this on, on the top of my Twitter page, and I pinned it. Mm-hmm. And it says, racism and bigotry do not exist in my heart. I serve to defend freedom for all lives, races, gender, sexuality, and even the unborn. I didn't wait until George Floyd's murder mm. to understand what happened, what's happening in our nation and take action. If you want an apology, go somewhere else. Wow. Here, Amen. Here. And I left that there. You know what? No, I don't get attacked. That's it. That's it. George? See, it, it JT and I were talking about this also yesterday and coming up on the ride in. Being able to understand your your surrounding, your situation, you have to understand the mindset of the people that you're dealing with as well mm-hmm. and how they've grown up in a lot of this, literally from now from pre-K all the way up through high school and now into our colleges and universities. So in order to break that mindset, we literally have to start looking at our education. You know, so we're talking about right now is the perfect opportunity with a lot of these schools not opening up and the teachers unions pushing to keep the the schools closed while you're still paying taxes on this nonsense Mm -hmm. to look at being able to pull your children out and place them somewhere else where they actually will receive a real education in places where they're not. Well, basically creating drones. Yeah. And, Yeah. And that's that's part of, you know, we we only talk about the council culture, but we also have to talk about the. The the force indoctrination. Yes. They're teaching your children that one mindset, how to think, how to feel and actually use those emotions on a regular basis and trigger how to trigger these these emotions that these kids and these people are going through. They don't even they're not in control when they're triggered. Oh, that's so true. They say certain keywords or whatever, and then they just go into action. Yeah. And there's no thought process in. What am I mad at? Who am I mad at? Is it what I'm being told that they did even real? Did it even really happen? Yeah. They don't ask any of those yeah. questions. They just go right along with it. So yesterday when we were out at, at Wrigley, in Wrigleyville at the um, walkaway event, uh, we started to, you know, pose questions. All they wanted to do was throw up their middle fingers and say, oh, That's they're, it. they're both the same. Well, yeah. what, does, what does both being the same mean? Let's have a conversation. <laughs> that's, that's when you know. That what they're they're, they're hell bent on destruction when they don't even want to have a conversation. Go, about go it. have a conversation with a tree. You're going to get more out of that conversation <laughs> than you will with these people. You, you really are. I mean, look at what's happening. Did you guys watch the RNC? Oh, after, every after the, day it was amazing. The final yes. day. Did you see yeah. what happened with um, Senator Rand Paul? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, total security two, breakdown. Two, by total by yeah. security breakdown. Two. Two. Com- how does that happen? How does that happen? No diamond um, formation. Well, I tell you it, how it happens. You got the picture right over the on the wall. You yes. have. You have people in charge like that yes. who uh, have crippled the thinking of law enforcement. And cops don't want to go out there and fight these people because yeah. if they punch them or and it's videotaped, yeah. then they're yeah. going to go to jail. Yes. right? So you put a couple of cops with bicycles instead of some big dudes out there that are willing like to or, of us. or <laughs> don't walk them around that way. Yeah. Or even better, about that? push the crowd back and, yeah. because – Here's one thing, you know, there's nothing in the Constitution that says if I'm angry, I should be able to protest anywhere I want. Yeah. There's nothing. That is something that we have created. Yes. The left has created. They shouldn't be able to go into your home. They should, you know, uh, we were talking, talking about yesterday yes. about that show Turn on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Yes. And they showed uh, why the Third Amendment was so important because these people were, they put, were putting soldiers in their homes yes. and they lived there and took control of their homes. Yep. Yes. That's the same thing. Yes. Tucker Carlson. They may not have moved in, 
but they have been preventing him from living peacefully in his the home. McCloskeys, the McCloskeys, the, the yes. uh, couple yes. from St. Louis. Yes. Now, first of all, oh, they did, they were peaceful. No, it's not peaceful when you break into a gated community. It's, yeah, it's not, not peaceful. It's when, not. Whenever all your friends have been burning down everything all Correct. over the nation, right? I mean, I'm going to be outside with my AR. Actually, if I had a tank, I'd come out with a tank. <laughs> so that's what I keep telling people is that you may live in a rural area, but you better get ready because they're going to occupy. They're going to occupy. You may be in your home, but you may not be safe in your home. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so we have to start getting this mindset. Um, and uh, That bulletproof mind, right? We're, Be ready. Yeah. We can't. I, I don't know if it's possible to retrain the left and get them to see the reality of what's going on. But I do know that all these people that are out there that it, don't look at yourself as right and left. Look at your. Do you Come believe on. in the Constitution? If Come you on. do, you better start standing up. Yeah. Well, we already know when you talk about the sheep. It, we actually had on our Facebook page for a while a post on there. Literally a bunch of sheep, a, a herd of sheep being led by a jackass down the street, mm-hmm. and they will. <laughs> sheep will follow anything. As long as the rest of them are there. If, in fact, we, we don't have to train them. We have to pick out a few of those sheep out of there that are really not sheep. Right. We were always taught, what, even with Lieutenant um, Colonel Dave Grossman, that it's 3%. Yeah. yeah. We just need to find that 1%, that, that half a percent that are sitting back not really doing much and get them to help us re-guide those sheep out of the way. Yeah. Wow. Dude, I'm loving this, man. I... You gotta come back more. You guys, we're having a. This is a great conversation about what's happening in America. Hey guys, listen up. Follow me at J Anthony Speaks on Facebook and Twitter. J Anthony Speaks at Facebook and Twitter. Where can they find you, JT? Uh, sorry, I was <laughs> acting a fool. Um, uh, J Gilliam, J Gilliam underscore Seal on uh, Twitter. Actually, if they just go search Jonathan T Gilliam on anything, they'll. Find we'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right. On AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with George Hoffdaddy in there jamming. Yeah. But For Doug once. on the boards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about who I got. In, oh, he just put on his mask. <laughs> I just want to show you how many people watching on Facebook Live. This is how much the world has changed. Oh if I went God. walking down the street like this before, I would. You, you were a yeah, cop. That's right. Come on. You Last year, you'd be like, what do you got in your pocket? That's right. Now I can walk into a bank and ask for money, and they'll give it to me. Wow. First of all, I would have saw you as wow. soon as you turned the corner. My gun would have been out. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you were getting ready to do something. That's right. The voice that you just heard is Jonathan T. Gilliam, author of the book, Sheep No More, and my good friend, George Pearson, the rear admiral. Carry on. Will County Republican chairman. The first black Republican chairman of a county. Wait, what rank were you in the Navy? Master uh, MN1. See, they never promote themselves, you know, like one level up when they get out. They always make themselves an admiral. I've noticed that. Well, well, see, he got that nickname from a guest. (laughs) Please set the record straight. (laughs) Yeah, but he went with it. He went with it. So so we had a a good friend of ours, Aaron Del Marion, and he called him the rear admiral right away. And so it just stuck with him. Yeah, unfortunately. You'll have a nickname before I'm done. (laughs) Oh, I've got a lot of nicknames. The Rock used to be one, not because I look like The Rock, but because I'm dumb as a rock. Oh. I think I, George and my our, our IQ is 120, but that's combined. <laughs> All right, so, Jonathan, you said you'll take calls. I got, hey, Tony from Chicago, what's going on? Welcome to Black and Right. You got a question for um, Jonathan? I sure do. First of all, I want to say, Jonathan, I've been a fan of yours since I heard you and Dan Boncino on Sean Hannity's show. You really represent real manhood, and we need that. 
You hear that, George? Yes, sir. Okay, take note of that. Uh, got you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, hey, go ahead. You just made. I'm sorry. You just made the comment that really caught my attention. I've been saying this to John, you know, to John for a long time, and it's this: Why are we letting these uh, leftists control the, the narrative? Can we please put them on the defensive? I'm, I'm getting sick of this, and I'm also getting sick of these cowardly Republicans that just let this crap happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And finally, and here's another thing I want to say: How is it that harassing people is is free speech? What kind of garbage nonsense is that mm-hmm. have you noticed that when you harass them they always get the law on their side like for example the, the, the big bad police we're supposed to hate them mm-hmm. but when they're harassed laurie lightford for example all of a sudden the police are needed help so can you go to the public and tell them, i mean to your you know since you're high up on the media can you tell these people tell the republicans to stop being cowards and control the narrative from this point on I mean, that's what I was Absolutely. saying last night is that, you know, I've gone all over the country meeting all these conservatives. And uh, let, let me just explain to everybody what it is. You may actually be conservative, not realize it. Conservative means you're slow to change and that if it's not broken, you don't want to fix it. That That's really the, the foundation yeah. of conservatism. Yeah. Right. And also you look conservatives look for effective solutions to problems they don't feel like it has to change in order to fix it Correct. if there's a light bulb that's burnout you can replace it. if it's the same light bulb you put it in there it works just fine you don't have to go out and spend millions of dollars and lie to people to put a new type of light bulb in <laughs> so that, and that's the way the left works right but the but the reality is um i've gone all over the country and there's one great thing that actually is occurring in when i say great great problem that's occurring in the republican party and I'm no fan of the two-party system, but we have it, so we got to use it, is that the establishment in the Republican Party does not, they are not uh, the Republican masses. The, here, the here. people that I meet, the collection of free people and free thinkers, do not see eye-to-eye with the establishment. It's no longer about compromise. They've compromised for too long. That's right. And so now the people, they, they believe as a Republican, their job is to vote for whoever they're told to that's vote it. for. And that's mm-hmm. our only job. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but that is not your job. Yep. You know, we should be pushing p- people forward and saying, you've got to run. We'll get, we will go amass 10,000 people to support you and get people, you know, behind you and push these people forward and push people out. Yes. In the, uh, the, the if you ever look at um, what the hourglass, how the sand seeps yeah. through, that's the, the stranglehold that the Republican establishment has on the party is that no matter what you do, that there's one or five people that will choke it out Woo. and then put whoever they want in there. Yeah. yeah. So that's one big thing. Uh, it, it really comes down to getting off the couch. Uh, you're not going to win on Twitter. You're not going to win on Facebook. So how do we win? We do what conservatives do. You go back to the basics. Start getting up. Start getting outside together, yes. having meetings together. Why do you think they don't want to allow you to, to, to come together? Exactly. Because that's the only way you're not going to be canceled is if you meet with each other mm-hmm. and you yeah. actually discuss what's going on. Yeah. Otherwise, we're, they're just going to walk all over us. And um, it doesn't seem like it, but it, this is really a blessing from God because he is giving us the opportunity Ooh. to step forward again and be a citizenry. Yes. That trials and, uh, and tribulation yeah. right there. Yeah, yes. if we don't do it, then we're done. Yes. Yeah. We're done. Hey, Tony, go out and hey, get the book. You. Go out and get Jonathan's book, Sheep No More, wherever books are sold, all right? Thanks so much for calling, buddy. Yeah. You're the best. Thanks. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Matter of fact, if you guys are not doing anything, you need to stop by Gatto's in Frank in, in Love uh, New Linux tomorrow. Yeah. 
we are doing a champagne brunch, and Jonathan is actually... What? Yeah, he guest hosts. We'll talk more about that when we come back from the break. Yeah. Wow. Dude, you just... you just I love it. Are you gonna I'm everywhere. Here? Are you going to move here? No, I'm just passing through. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> you listen to the Black and Ride on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, Sean Anthony. Hey, continue. Go to Facebook, Twitter, J. Anthony Speaks. Give this page a like. Share, share, share the broadcast. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live in studio with my good friend, the rear admiral, George Pearson. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Who's becoming fast? A great friend. Jonathan T. Gilliam, author of the book Sheep No More, former U.S. Navy SEAL, Federal Air Marshal, Security Contractor, and FBI Special Agent. Hey, can they hear the music on Facebook when yes. it's playing? Yes. Okay, so I didn't want to look like I they was can hear- dancing. <laughs> that I mean, what's oh. wrong with that guy? <laughs> Just that dance alone. Uh, stop. So, so you guys, you guys, we, we were talking earlier, and do, I, I believe it was during a break about what was going, what happened at the RNC, and you know the last lacks of security. Um, I had a good friend who George, you, you, last time you were on, he was yes. on the show. Yes. Uh, State Representative Vernon Jones. Uh, this was listen to what some of the stuff that he had to endure. RNC one. We can make it up yeah. if you want. I, don't. I think often about my ancestors who struggled for freedom. RNC and as I one. think of those giants and their broad shoulders. I also, it's not working. <laughs> the mouse is not working. All right, there it is. Uh, the president's RNC speech. Now, that voice didn't sound black to me. Did it sound black to you, George? Not at all. And, and, and Jonathan, as you look across a lot of these different marches, you see a lot of suburban white liberal kids that are out there. Not, and they're, 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 I think they're hijacking the message mm-hmm. of Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody says, if you put your hands on me, I'm going to F you up, yeah. that's a direct threat to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have laid her out. If, if I was doing somebody's <laughs> yeah. protection, I would have laid her out because... Listen, I, I'm not a violent person, but when I'm doing a protection detail, if somebody's going to threaten me or threaten the person I'm with, say, because th- what they do is they trap you yeah. and you can't yes. move. And yes. then they say, if you touch me again, uh, this is going to happen. That's a direct threat. See, this is the thing yes. that people yes. have to start doing is they ha- th- that was a security failure, yeah. what was going on there. Absolutely. But that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. If you allow them to trap you, they will mm. they will bully you, and then they will make it, when you react, they'll make it look like you did something wrong. Speaking of trap, joining us now on the line is State Representative Vernon Jones from Atlanta. Vernon, what's up, buddy? How are you? John Anthony, how are you, my friend? I am doing well. No, not how am I. How are you? Well, I, you know, 
I'm just a plow boy from North Carolina <laughs> that's been hanging out in Georgia for a long time. So I'm just a Southerner. So, so okay, paint the picture for us. You guys were leaving the RNC speech. Uh, was there security? I mean, was it security as soon as you walked out the door? Was was there as soon as you walked out of the convention of the White House, I should say, and you walk into your hotel? Was there the, the security stopped at a certain point and you guys were on your own? Well, you have to understand um, when we were leaving there, uh, the gate that we came in, we couldn't go back out that day, that gate because there were uh, the protesters. So they had us to go to a diff- go through a different gate. And when we went out that different gate, you try to call Uber. Uber wasn't coming over. You had to walk 10 blocks because Uber would just, you know, they weren't going to get mixed up in that foolishness. And so you think, okay, to walk, you know, where are you going? Uh, you can't get Uber. you got to walk 10 blocks, and your hotel is not even 10 blocks. So you say, okay, let, 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 let's, I'll, I'll try to just, you know, just walk on. It's a nice evening. Just had a big major celebration. And then you're walking. And then all of a sudden you see people start to look, they're literally looking for people who may be dressed coming from the convention, com- from, coming from the White House. Wow. And then all of a sudden you got five around you and they're trying to get you to curse President Trump. Then you got 25 around you and they're coming in like army ants. And then you got 75 around you. And then luckily for me, here comes, a police officer on a bike and then several more. And then all of a sudden we have about 20 police officers, but we have about 150 protesters around us. And those police officers, I was about maybe a block from the hotel and those police officers, man, they were literally hand to hand combat wow. with their bicycles, trying to create a barrier. And at the same time, they tried to move me along. And then I heard those women, you talk about those women and how they get in front of you and they, they stop and they, and they block you in. If you put your hand on them, then you, you, you're going to suffer hashtag me too, or now you're hitting a woman. Yeah. Mm. But they, the women were more vicious than the men. I mean, mm. the things that were coming out of their mouth, where are these women organizations that are calling these young women to sit their butts down and behave like women? Mm. They were behaving like thugs and they want to be treated like women. Ooh. That's I mean, part of where where are women coming in talking young girls this is not what you do and I got to tell you what's so crazy there was a, these officers black and white officers they were afraid this was a mob this was no this was no protest yeah this was a mob this was a lynch mob yeah, yeah it was and lord I thank those police officers and then there was one guy a black guy just came out of nowhere and he yelled out, because by that time they identified me, that's Vernon Jones. He was oh, speaking gotcha. the other night, and they start going at me. And, and by that time, this guy out of nowhere said, hey, wait a minute. That's Vernon. He's a friend. He's a good man. He's from Atlanta. He grabbed my arm and was pulling us to get us in the hotel. Yeah. Hey, Representative. 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 Hold yeah. that thought. Uh, okay. I want you to continue this oh, um, across okay. the break. And, um, dude, I'm just glad you're okay. Yeah. You know. Hey, you listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, Sean Anthony. We'll be right back with. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the rear admiral himself. JTG, Jonathan T. Gilliam, the author of Sheep No Wait, More. I'm not the rear admiral. That's, yeah, he's the rear admiral. I was a, I was a lieutenant. That's all I was. 
No, I'm, I'm calling him the reaction, and yeah. I'm introducing you. <laughs> but before the break, <laughs> before the break, we were talking to State Representative Vernon Jones and just the treatment that he endured after um, at the president's um, acceptance speech. Jonathan, Jonathan, you you had a question for him. Well, okay. you know, when when um, uh, it's a pleasure talking to you, by the way, and uh, when you were out there. Um, you know, rather than the security was a failure, there's no doubt about that, that the security was a failure. But I want the people to understand the veracity of these people on the left and how, when they come out there, there is no talking to them. There is no discussing anything with them. And they are there um, to take things to the very limit that they can before violence ensues. In some t- cases, it does. But I, I, I just wanted to get your take on the how... Uh, ferocious these people are even though they're you know idiots and that you could trample them in two seconds but the way that they work in mass in and they pick these particular places that they can be seen the most it is um it's so coordinated and how important it is that the right coordinates as well well let me say this first of all i have to i don't know i know you guys got different ranks but both of you serve uh, and I appreciate you being in public service and serving the military. Thank you, guys. You got it. I want to make, make sure I've seen that out. I appreciate your service. Um, second, you know, my, my, it wasn't so much. I know why my security, uh, or let's say those police officers may have failed or breached here and there. And it's because the Democrats have turned their back on law enforcement officers. Mm. They are afraid to do their jobs. Yeah. They are trained to do what you just said. They really are trained. But you know what? When you have a street up there named the Black Lives Matter with a street sign, Black Lives Plaza, you see black lives being supported. And those guys got families and children and mortgages, and they're trying to hold on to their jobs. So they've been directed not to go all in like they've been trained. Mm-hmm. But they did the best they could with what they had. And you're right. Get them off. You, you rest them and get them off the stage. And with that being said, yeah, they're organized, too. They are organized. I've already got some intelligence that one of the protesters had been a protester that's been arrested in another city, let go, they dropped the charges, and this person, pardon me? Probably, Probably from Chicago. Here. Yeah, and so uh, these are professionals, they're organized, and George Zoris and those other left groups, they're funding them, they're paying their fees to get out of jail, they're paying for their hotels, they're paying for their travel. Who can step all night long like that and not have to be worried about going to work the next morning, having a job? These folks, that's how they, that is their job. And it's sad because, you know, if, if they're infiltrating Black Lives Matter, then Black Lives Matter need to march at every single black person that lose their life and not just when a white cop Uh-oh. is involved. That's they it. should come out there and stand up and say, y'all need to stop this. Dr. King didn't, he didn't march based on rioting. He always talked about a peaceful demonstration. If you got out of line, you were not allowed to be in that march. And they were dressed and they showed dignity when they marched. They were sending a message, not fear. Yeah, that and message so was different. unity. That yeah. message was unity. It was yeah. a message of unity and that we are American citizens and we demand our, our, our unalienable rights as citizens. All right, but they did it in a way that, that, they, that it was peaceful, it was more effective. You didn't hurt somebody. Nobody, you didn't hear about people getting killed from, from, from killing uh, others. You may have heard about people getting wow. roughed up by law enforcement because at that time, that's who they were up against. But even then, they didn't fight back. They didn't fight back with the fire hoses. They didn't fight back with the dogs. They were peaceful children. They didn't fight back. But now, 
Oh, that's that's the number one thing you do. You throw rocks and bottles and, and you, you assault police officers and you kill others in the name of so-called black lives. And wasn't my life black when I was walking? Why you didn't give a damn about my black life? Mm. Representative, mm. Representative, mm. Representative Vernon Jones, thanks so much for joining Black and Right. I owe you. You know that. I know that. You know that. <laughs> when you're well, with- you know what? The Democrats want the right black, but I'd rather be with black and right. There you go. Thank you so much. You listen to Black and Right. Yeah, yeah. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Hey, if you missed that first hour, wow. go back Shame on you. and listen to it. Listen to it right here on Facebook Live. Also, go to 560TheAnswer.com, download the podcast, Black and Right, so you never miss another episode. How about that? And and they should go download the Experts podcast, which is mine. That's right. Right Come on, baby. Come on. So I'm joined in studio by my good friend George Pearson, the Rear Admiral, and Jonathan T. Gilliam, the author of Sheep No More. Go get it wherever books are sold. I'm getting ready to tear down the book. Did the book fall? (laughs) Sean Hannity did the fort. What's that? Sean Hannity did. The he sure did. Oh, yes. look at you! Yeah, you well, just yeah. you just all kinds of. I gotta uh, have some celebrityism. Listen, I gotta have connections because I don't have a pension. Right? <laughs> I, I was in too many government agencies, so I didn't ever collect a pension from any any of them. So yeah. <laughs> I have to use the connections that I have to make a. So go bit. get that book, Sheep No More, Amazon.com, or do you have? A, they can get it on your website too, right? Uh, no, not right now. I'm actually right now in the process of redoing my website, so uh, they can get on Amazon anywhere books are sold. They can go to Barnes and Noble, I guess, if you can get in there. Uh, <laughs> if you want to actually pick up a hard copy, put up. They have to put on the mask though. Yeah, and, and physical distance, George. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Thank <laughs> hey, you know what? We, we we have a guest that you guys were both with last night. Uh, but before we go to her, we're going to go to the calls. Hey, Ty, welcome to Black and Right. How are you? You run a veterans outreach. Do tell. Uh, yes, sir. Veterans Outreach Services of Illinois. Um, I'm trying to bring awareness to the 22 a day. Oh, yes. Um, and also, more importantly, the uh, traumatic brain injuries that our soldiers are suffering. I'm a Marine Corps veteran myself. Um, I didn't have any other way to serve once I was a uh, MedSEP from the Marine Corps. I'm a 100% service-connected vet, and I'm trying to help other veterans just to get there, I mean, having to fight with uh, attorneys to represent us um, in our fight for benefits is just, it's unsat. It's mm-hmm. its not the way that we signed a collective check for our butts. Uh, to, you know, I mean, Mr. Gillian, you know, Rear Admiral, you know. It, I'm just trying to bring awareness to it, and there's just so many things going on that are not helping the underserved veterans. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and I you know the reality. The, re- the reality of all that stuff is, is that I don't think most veterans realize that they have uh, TBI or traumatic brain injury. I mean, they've done studies now, which they're really not publishing these studies to where people can understand it. Because we go and do things on the range where we're shooting next to each other, you know, and the guy next to you is literally two feet away from you, and you do that all day. Um, I've been on a range shooting Carl Gustavs and Law rockets, and anybody knows what a Carl Gustav rocket yes. is. It will rock yes. your world yes. when you shoot it, 
and uh, we do that all day, and you're only supposed to shoot like seven, seven, seven yeah. in, a, in a, like a week or something like yeah. that. So we would go shoot those all day, and we're we're getting traumatic brain injuries in training that most people over pressure from explosives, um, and most people don't, or just falling. I've literally tripped over nothing before with a hundred pound ruck on my back and just crunched my head into the ground. Ouch. So you know we're getting injured, and I don't think that the DoD does what it should. And listen. The DOD is ran by leftists. Come on now. It, it, there's no denying that. That's right. Um, yep. And they don't care. As soon as you leave the DOD, they don't care Here. about you. Wow. They don't do anything for you. And wow. it's unbelievable for me. There's only 1% of the population serves in the military. Why? If you want to give anybody free health care. Come on now. They should just be able to is. have it. Anywhere. There and, it is. It, and, but no, that doesn't exist because, uh, for whatever reason, because politically it doesn't do any. Taking care of 1% of the population doesn't get you votes. It yeah. takes away the narrative, something yeah. that they can't all run on for the next election Whoa. cycle. And when, let me say one other thing about that. Anxiety is something that permeates a lot of veterans. I think if you have a traumatic brain injury and you're on your phone all the time, which we all are, there, there are problems. It doesn't just have to do with battle. You know, you can have... Uh, these injuries and this phone is doing something that's causing people to have anxiety, and I think that's one of the reasons why so many vets are killing themselves. Wow. Hey, Ty, where, where's this veteran outreach? Um, you have a website anywhere where my listeners can go and, and, and help you yeah. out? Yeah, um, Uh We're also on Facebook under Bossy, V-O-S-I. Hey Ty, um, I don't I don't know if you've liked the black and white page, but if you can go and like the black and white page and post that to the black and white page, I'll make sure to share that throughout all of my social media platforms. I'll do that, okay? Thank you, sir. Yeah, and Mr. Gilliam, I'll be at the uh, uh, the uh, Champagne Brunch tomorrow uh, oh, to help well. support. Every time somebody um, says that, I'm, I'm very very well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you educated. know, sir, I'm just trying to bring awareness to this. We yeah. weren't able to go out and do any. Uh, fundraising this year because of covid we were able to help yeah. 10 veterans last year yeah uh which was a blessing i mean god really helped us um just to add to the ptsd i had four suicide attempts in six years jesus i no. uh no more destroyed. no more yeah we've got to stop this we've yeah, got yeah. to help bring awareness to this um i am fully on the right i support my president and commander-in-chief amen but I, I, you know, I also work in a um, for a local police department and as an wow. auxiliary police officer. So I, I, I see the fear and the anxiety. I worry yeah. every time I stop to do a report or someone. And I live in a small town. Is yeah. someone going to come up and assault me? Am I going to get yeah. shot? Yeah. My hypervigilance is just way up there, yeah. and and I support anyone who's out there. Thank I'm not sworn police officer except for the auxiliary. But well, Ty. Ty, thanks so you much know, sir, for calling. I'd like to talk to you no, more no, no, about fine. this tomorrow. Let's do it. Um, thanks so much for calling Black and Right, and thanks so much for listening. Hey, I'm going to say one more thing about uh, about these. Uh, Ty's heart's in the right place, and I'm in, and God bless him in the thing that he's doing. But I want people not. This is no hit on Ty. People need to be very careful, though. There's so many of these things where they're raising money for veterans. You have to be very careful. Do your research. Yeah. I would recommend anybody that's going to give money to Ty that they research his group, that they research any group, e- even groups like uh, Wounded Warrior Project, where they give, you know, they raise over $250 million a year. Uh, only 10% of that actually gets used for veterans. The rest of it 
gets distributed amongst other uh, nonprofits when they all pay themselves yep. and do all these fundraisers and the money isn't going to the veterans. So be very careful with that. And who you give, what candidates you give your money mm-hmm. to. Absolutely. W- right now, your money is so important because you it don't is. know what, where the economy is going. No. And you need to be very careful that you don't waste it. Yes. The perfect example. I was warning people on Hannity's show. <laughs> I got in a little bit of trouble for this. It was Uh-oh. just Hannity's show, but it was several shows because I was warning people not to send money to that group that was going to, quote, unquote, build the wall mm-hmm. on oh, their own. That's it. Oh, there it right? is. And it. I was yeah. telling them, you cannot solve problems from your nope. couch with cannot. your wallet. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you should have cannot. supported the president, marched on Washington, D.C., and forced Congress here, to here. pay for the wall. That's it. Here, here. But now they're all out $20 million, and everybody's going to jail. Yes. <laughs> yes. So last night, when well, you guys were at an event, you guys had a special. George, you invited a special guest. Absolutely. Um I was watching Facebook and I saw a picture and it was just so powerful to me because in this picture there was one. So I couldn't tell if it was a male or female at the time because, you know, I'm blind. Mm. Um, but I, when I blew it up, I saw that it was I thought it was a young girl initially mm. holding up a sign between the police and the protesters. This one soul that simply said back to blue. So I, I, I shared to my social media, I said, who is this person? She canceled all those people. Yes. Yeah. She canceled them yeah. right there. Yeah. That, One, and it was, it was she powerful. She a thousand a flight. Emily Cahill, welcome to Black and Right. First time. I really appreciate you coming on. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. So I, I got, I got I two am. of your friends in here that you were with last night, George Pearson and uh, Jonathan T. Gilliam. Yes. Hi, guys. <laughs> Very yeah. proud of you and the work that you're doing. Yeah. Very proud of you. So, so um, thank you, Emily. We're going to talk this this segment. We got about an, an hour and ten. I mean, a minute and ten seconds in this. <laughs> a minute and ten seconds in this segment, and then we're going to hold you over after the break. But in forty five seconds, talk to us. What was that like standing in between the cops and the protesters? It was the best moment of my life um, because the cops were so happy to have me there. My one voice with that one sign ruined that whole event yeah they turned and they acknowledged my one person and the cops loved it i I wish i could show you guys my inbox right now (laughs) of how happy they were by that that brought their egos up so much to know that there was one person there and i actually went and did it again in front of chicago public schools but this time they weren't as quiet this time um blm and tifa got up and engaged with me. It's all on live video. I was trying to do peaceful protests just like them. Um, so I had to back up by the cops. Um, wow. And then when the news agency came out, uh, they sat down in front of the news agency, ABC7, and did what they were supposed to do. And I ran through it. So I back to blue again. <laughs> hey, Emily, Emily, we're going to come back more, with more with Emily Cahill from Protest the Protesters. Go to her Facebook page, Protest the Protesters. You're listening to the Black and White on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, in studio with George Pearson and Jonathan T. Gilliam, author of the book, Sheep No More. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and White with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. All right. Come on, Jonathan. Look at him. I got some rhythm for a white boy. You're not a white boy. You're not a white boy. I have three sisters. We are always learning to dance. Wait, wait, here we go. Uh Uh-oh. 
That was a lean. I'm, I'm too old now to do it right. Uh, uh, Doug, he's got you, you. Got a hey? He's he's got your beat. He's got a little bit more rhythm than you. Don't make me break out the thriller. I'll go old school. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Black and Right on AM 560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live in studio. We're having a lot of fun in here with my good friend, my pal, George Pearson, chairman of the Will County Republican Party, and Jonathan T. Gilliam, author of the book, Sheep No More. Go out wherever the books are sold and get it now. Right now, as I'm talking. No. Go to your computer. Type it in right now. Go to Amazon.com. Buy Sheep No More. No, now. Thank you. But before the break, we were talking to Emily Cahill. She founded the Facebook group Protest the Protesters. Emily, you know, I'm telling you, you gave me so much inspiration when I saw that that, that photo. I I shared it immediately. And um, Tom McCullough said, he sent me the message. Oh, I know her. She doesn't live too far from me. Here, yeah. get her on, get her on the show. And you know, I reached out to you right away, and and you were so gracious to say yes. You'd come on, um, so I really, 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 really appreciate it, Emily. Uh, you got something for George? Absolutely, and I appreciate coming on so we can get the word out and maybe get more people out there and show support. Yeah, get more patriots out there to take our cities back from people. You know, because I also went up to Kenosha. Somebody was like, "Why don't you go up to Kenosha?" Oh. You know, because the cops really, you know. Uh, upbringing. So I went up there, and when I got to the corner of the courthouse, I had my back the blue sign. The cops immediately were receptive of me, shined the light on me, and shined it to the courthouse. So I followed their instruction, followed the light, and they let me sit on the steps of the Kenosha courthouse behind the cops that night. They were so happy to have me. Even though I was out of state, they just were happy to have somebody there that resonated on TV. So, like, when the news cameras are catching all this stuff and saying all this bad about them, there's at least that one person standing there that has it back to blue, so it resonates with them. And so, um, so, go ahead. You've got an amazing story and a a background, and you've always been willing to share that, and I think that's important because everybody, you know, they – Everybody's in this frame of mind that you're only coming from one set, that you you got to be some type of conservative from a well-to-do community, all the nonsense and the, the lies that are being wrapped up in there. Give us a little bit of your background to let folks know where you're coming from, that's, you, you know, who your experience okay. with the police. Yeah, well, I come from a pretty checkered past. I have been arrested at least 20 sometimes, only usually for possession of marijuana. But the last one in 2016 was possession of methamphetamines, which got me four years in Department of Corrections. I did a little bit over that because I wasn't the nicest person while in Department of Corrections and did not listen. Wow. But I finally woke up in that cell. And when I got out, the world had really fallen apart while I was in there. Mm-hmm. And I had seen, like, I didn't know what I could do to help. So I got in contact with um, Tom and a few other people. They put me in contact with the Back to Blue events. And I started going to them. And I'm like, hey, you know, I want to do something that's, you know, characteristic of me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go at a rally and stand when it means the most. Mm. And when I got there, there was nobody there. I'm like, okay. So I stood there. And it, it really meant something to the law enforcement. I didn't think that they would actually care that much. But yes. I talked to almost every officer that night, yes. and they have loved it. Their whole families have reached out to me, tried to take me out to eat. They've, they were so receptive. So you, even if you've come from a really checkered past, 
and on the streets, you can turn your life around. It's just about what you want in your life. Yeah, and you taking the steps to get what you want in your life. So, so and I, I want to ask you real quick. This is Jonathan. You know, uh, when I heard your story yesterday, I'm fascinated by this, and I'm even fascinated to listen to it now because you you have, you are the sole person that shows up in these places. Which you heard me talking yesterday that, that kills me, drives me nuts that that's the case. Um, but when you know, what was it in you? What is it in you that uh, I mean? You obviously have fire and passion. There's no doubt about that. But what is it about you? that other people need to emulate that that not only wakes you up to see what the reality is, because anybody could have gotten out of jail and said, man, the world's really uh, falling apart and not done anything. What is it about you that makes you want to stand up and actually take action? Because that is the thing that is lacking uh, around this country with so conservatives. Mm-hmm. Well, is it that I have a drive to never want to go back to where I had been in life. And I also have a drive to show people that people can change. And, like, everybody wants to label cops as one bad apple ruins the bunch. Well, you do that with criminals, too. So if you did that, then I would be labeled a bad person. I would never be on this show right now. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, You probably would be on my show, though. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, but I, you know what I mean? That also drives me a lot, is yeah. to show people that people can change. Because yeah. I actually have clients living with me that I have took from my hometown that are in recovery that are going to be going to these events, but some of them have some legal issues that we are taking care of. Yeah. But hey, they hey, Emily, coming out Emily, to show the change. Emily, so. Black and Right is the place is is, is the home of second chances. Mm-hmm. So trust me, I, I your, your story is amazing. I'm going to tell you though, if if you had not been in Kenosha, I think that man probably dies. Because yes, I, I yes, don't, I don't think anybody goes to his rescue. He probably would have swallowed, died on on, on because he was bloody. Oh. I mean, the, he that kid hit him so hard, he fell so hard. And I love what you said. I don't care. I'm going to go help, even if I get hurt. How selfless is that? That was an amazing yeah, yeah. moment in America, in my point. And that's why I think that's why Sean Hannity played it on his um, his radio show. Wow, that's that's amazing. I didn't even think about myself at that moment. Just like when I was out there back in the blue for CPD, I didn't realize that they could turn on me because I, I don't think about that. Like, I I guess I'm kind of stupid for not thinking that way. But, you know, everybody said if I wouldn't have been there in Kenosha, yes, that man could have been left for dead. I mean, there was at least 20 people around us that were jumping in that building just yes. to grab alcohol. Yes. That's the only reason that that man got beat up. Yeah, for booze. So when they when when, as, so, as the, when he struck him in the in the head in the face. Well, I, who are we talking about? Because I don't know I'm, the I'm story. Gonna, yeah. So so there was a guy in in Kenosha who was yeah. protecting his building. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he came out with a um, fire, fire extinguisher mm-hmm. and was trying to push people out of his building. Well, one guy, I don't know if he had something, this guy had something in his hands, the, the owner of that building, the, mm-hmm. the store. It was a liquor store, correct? Yes. Emily? Um, it was a mattress store with a liquor store in the back of it. Okay. So he was protecting the building. The mob broke into the building. He ran over to stop people from breaking into the building. He started spraying them with the fire extinguisher. This one guy, I don't, like I said, I don't know if he had something in his hand, but he hit this guy so hard, he immediately fell. Emily saw that the guy fell. Nobody had run to his rescue. Mm-hmm. He was just laying there at the, at the, on the steps of his business. Emily said, I'm going after that. I don't care if any, if this mob wants to hurt me, attack me, I don't care. I'm going to go save this guy's life. Wow. And she that ran. So and said, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, and I and, and like I said, I think you save you you possibly save this guy's life. Emily, where can people find is is it protest the protester or protest the protesters on Facebook? It is protest the protesters and back the blue event, Chicago. Yeah, you got anything Both coming those, up? I will be on. Um, yes, actually, just now I am on my way back from a peace walk in St. Louis, and I'm heading to downtown Chicago to live stream the Back to Blue Mag Mile event. Yeah, you have a, a, a so, what do you call it, a cash app or anything where people can help um, you get get around to these a, events? Yes, I have a GoFundMe and I have a cash app that is on the uh, Protest the Protesters site. Okay. I don't have the cash app name available because okay. it literally just got done today and my team is the one kind of helping me get more behind me. You yeah, know what I mean? Because I it's just me and I, I didn't think that anybody would really give a crap oh, yeah. part of my friends would really but care we do. We about do. trying to help me so huh? you don't forget you're going to be on my podcast as well. <laughs> so, right. hey absolutely i would love to <laughs> anything i love this emily cahill <laughs> thank you protest the protest is back the blue you are amazing don't stop you got people behind you don't ever give up thanks so much for joining black and oh Black. i won't thank you so much for having me guys you got it. Now I got your back. I mean, anybody bothers you, you I'm going to find out about it. <laughs> We're going to take care that of it. That photo scares me right there on that book, Sheep No More. This is the I real thing. You. I wouldn't mess with you. <laughs> I would not, look at that photo. This is the real thing. Look at that photo. Look at that photo. I would not mess with this guy. George, would you? You wouldn't even mess with him, George. He's the admiral. He's the admiral. He's the one who commands me to go mess with others. <laughs> wow. Hey, Mick, Kellyanne, and Jim, hold the line. When we come back from break, I'll take your calls. I'm really loving this com- these conversations that we're having. We, uh, Jonathan, you, you hit it right on the point. We need more Emily Cahill's. Yeah, oh, we need a lot more. And they're, here, here. You either stand up or you get out of the way. Get out of the way. For people you, like her. You're listening to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Hey, I, I can sing now because I got Doug on the boards, baby. Doug lets me sing. George says no. Come on, come on, come on, Joe. Come on, Doug. Get on up. Hey. Oh, see, I told you, you got some competition to judge. Hey, we having fun in here, guys. You tune in to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, where we love to have fun. Yeah. We love to talk about serious topics, but we love to have fun. And I'm having fun with my boy, my boy, my boy, yo, George yo, Pearson, yo, yo. the rear admiral. <laughs> and my, my other new home homeboy. <laughs> Let me just send it out here. Ready? <laughs> oh. <laughs> There you go, Jonathan you T. Go. Gilliam, author of Sheep No More. Go over, give it, get it wherever books are sold. I think, hey, um, Doug, that was live, by the way. Is that the first time anybody's ever be bopped into, um, be bopped into the um, uh, microphone since I've been on the board? Yeah, yes, uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I figured as much. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have been here. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to the calls. Uh, Mick, you got a question? What's your question? Hey guys, thanks for uh, calling Black and Right. Yeah, hey guys. Uh, it appears that there has been uh, a small trend that's uh, happening with military vets, and uh, that is they're running for office. Jonathan, have you ever considered running for any office? <laughs> Love to see you run for 
uh, a federal office and possibly, hopefully, take care of some of this Department of Defense issue that you were talking mm-hmm. about earlier. You know, here, here's the thing. I mean, I've thought about it, and uh, when I was in um, uh, the end of high school, the beginning of college, actually, I wrote a timeline for myself, and I, I wrote down everything that I want to do in my life before I die, and the timeline for it. And part of that was getting into politics, but the reality is right now, I don't know if you realize, but there is no checks and balances in Washington, D.C. There's the Re- Republican Party and the Democrat Party. It doesn't really matter if they're congressmen and women, senators, Supreme Court, or president, except for this president. Yeah. There's really no checks and balance. It's what the party establishment and elite feel should be the, the case. And so if I was ever going to run for something, my goal, because I'm a solutions guy, I would love to get 20 other people that to run in different places so that we could get in there and actually make a change. Because unless you're the president, you, you know, one person with the right idea going to Washington, D.C. as a congressman or a senator, you're only going to have a limited amount of, yeah. uh, of, uh, of any type of results because unless you're following their platform Correct. and their narrative, you're not going to change. And these people on the right in Washington, D.C., they compromise the people on the left. They bully. Yeah. So it, the, it's constantly getting pushed to the left. Mm-hmm. So, ah. listen, if I could have effects uh, and go up there, I would. One thing i got to tell you, though, and I'm going to just say this right out. Go okay? ahead. The Laura, the Laura Loomers, now, the Laura Loomers, that's in the Florida's 21st district and all these other places. You, you guys got to stop with this nonsense. It, listen, there's young people that have experience. Yeah. If they're young and they have experience and they're go-getters, okay, push them forward. But we have to have some experience in our candidates. Yeah, you yeah. can't just push somebody up because they want to step up to the plate. The world has been destroyed by people stepping up to the plate because of their egos, and that's a problem. And I see that the Republican Party is going down that road. I would rather see a, a veteran, and, and trust me, not all veterans are great leaders, but I would rather see somebody who is a veteran step forward and be a leader and I would rather see a young person go out and get some experience before they step forward. Yeah. Just because you're, you know, you're a clickbaiter or you're great mm. at propaganda does not mean that you are a great leader. Wow. I hate to tell you that. Teach. Wow, he's teaching. This is this is one of the things thanks that so, we've been make, pushing. Thanks so much, Colin. If in fact we don't get enough people at the ground level to locate these individuals right. and stand behind them, every people listen up. Every two years, you could literally change out one third of yeah. your Congress members. In four years, you can have two thirds majority of the exact people that you want. But it's not going to happen if you don't get up off the couch, get off of Facebook and Come all on. the other social media, and get your butt involved and in stop, what's going on. Stop listening to the establishment tell you that Thank this you. person is the it's right, the right one. one. You, because they, they may know. not be. Right. That's right. You'll know because the person, if they're involved in your community or has been involved in your community, you'll know that individual. You'll get a chance to meet that person face to face. Get up and go to their events and talk to them. Ask them the tough questions. Stop waiting on somebody to send you a mailer or get you involved or listening to a a commercial. It's all hype. It is. Get up and get involved. It's great marketing. It's all marketing. I tell you, look, this is what needs to happen. Either what we're discussing happens on the right, where we can actually take back what's what's being destroyed, or everybody just go vote for the Democrats. So we can go ahead and get the fight on because that's what's going to happen. Either they're going to win and we're going to go to war, which is going to happen. Right. Or we are going to take it, take it back in politics, start taking back media, start standing up to these people on the left like Emily Mm. does and take it back. I don't understand. The, The fight is fun. The fight is exciting. Get in the fight. But it this takes run. courage, though. It does. Right? And, and, and it, maybe a loss of something. There's been a lot of loss right here in Illinois. 
the fact that we've never ever made sure that we had candidates running in a lot of these races because we've also had, as you you stated, a lot of establishment individuals, and I and I, I refuse to even put a title on them, whether or not they're Democrat or Republican, establishment individuals that have told other people, "Don't run, get out of politics. You can't win as a Republican. You can't win as a Democrat in that area." Woo! Good discussion. Hey, listen, let me say this real quick before we go to break. You know, people are scared to jump off cliffs or diving boards into the water. How many of those people on 9-11 jumped out of a building that yeah. was 1,500 feet high, right? A lot. But they did it. They would never jump off a diving board. You know why? Because they knew what was happening. Come on. If you realize what's happening, you'll make the leap and you'll get in this fight. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, George Pearson, chairman of the Will County Republican Party, and Jonathan T. Gilliam, author of the book, Sheep No More. And if you haven't downloaded his podcast, if if you're on Facebook, you see what I'm holding up. It's called The Experts Podcast. Go download it right now. It's got my face on it. Make sure you look at that one. Uh, You look so much more dapper and calm on this picture, though. That's a lie. <laughs> uh, I just like the fact that I'm next to the chairman and the admiral. Yeah, we we're admiral. We're, we're, we're admiral. Rare, well, admiral's admiral. Yeah, admiral's admiral. <laughs> no, that's you, his nickname of the show. You know, you, stick with his nickname. And then you had Money Mike. Although I think you should have gone with Magic Mike myself, but you guys are like a Chippendales crew. You got Black and right. Oh, God, you got you, go. you got the rear admiral, Money Mike. Money Mike makes it rain. Oh, God, this guy. Oh, my God, this guy is so funny. I, I really appreciate you coming into the studio. Oh, I appreciate it. You, you, need a, you need your own radio show. Here, here. I keep telling everybody that. You know, it's funny. There's a, I got a couple of funny Sean Hannity stories. This one is the best. One time I was on the, on the radio. I was a guest on this day with Gorka before he had a radio show or anything. And, and uh, he looked at both of us on the radio. He goes, you two need to be working in the White House. I'm going to talk to the president. Literally, two weeks later, Gorka was working in the White House. I've never, I don't even know the president. <laughs> now Gorka has a radio show. He's got his uh, sleep, uh, what is uh, his commercials that he does. I love his commercials. I see him. Uh, and I'm, I'm just driving around in an RV trying to sell my book. Okay, so. so <laughs> and doing my podcast. So I, I got to take this call. Anytime this guy calls in, I always take his call. Um, he's been filling in for, for the Steve Cortez show, and he's been doing, I mean, I'm oh, telling you, a oh. smoking hot job. Oh, oh. Sean, my uh, buddy thank from you, thank Park. you. What's going on, bud? That's right. I just got in the car, and I was listening to the conversation, and it's, it's you know, obviously you're right, right? It's fantastic. It's wonderful. But regardless of all of the policies, I mean, of all the, the future elections, it's the policies and the people that need to change. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you, you know, you do the math on any way you slice it, it is totally bankrupt. Illinois is, is it, it's not my opinion. It's the fact they need astronomical money. In fact, yeah. Illinois, you know, it, 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 there's no way it can financially bail itself out. And their, their fiscal problems are so bad that it has destroyed all real estate prices. Yeah. Yes. So you're at the tipping point now where, there's no buyers, number one, but your land isn't worth your debt. Yeah. Nope. That is technical bankruptcy. True. So the people, and this is not a party thing, this has nothing to do with whether you're left or you're right. 
you're all broke. We're all broke. <laughs> That's just the fact, Jack. And you got to, you know, it's got to be time for that grown up conversation. Yeah. I don't care about all this other nonsense. We are absolutely and completely broke. You know what? One of the things. One of the things that go along with that, the the McCluskeys, the two people from St. Louis who had, you know, the the Black Lives Matter guys mm-hmm. come in there, and um, one of the things they brought up was the the leader of that, and this is when they spoke at the RNC, the leader of that protest is a is a Marxist. She's yeah. a she's admitted Marxist. Now she's going to be a representative in the in uh, House of Representatives in Congress, and they are pushing yes. to get rid of family owned property. Yes. Wow! So along with what you're saying well, about people being answer. bankrupt. You're getting rid of family-owned property. Wow. So at a certain point, we have to protect our family. i got to protect mine. you got to protect yours. That's it. At a certain point, you've got to have that ripcord snap in your head where you say, it's time to go to higher ground. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, smart people are in front of us, okay? Yeah. That's yeah. just the, the reality. It's true, Sean. You, so, so all these people you're going after, a lot of them go. So what you need to do is start with the people at the bottom who aspire to be more. Mm. We all want, that's the one thing we have in common, whether you're, you're the race or the party. The one thing we have in common is we want to be better. Mm. So if you can find a way to communicate that in a bi, you know, in, in, in a bipartisan fashion, and it's with the kids. So it that's is. your only hope. But it's yeah. going to be painful in the meantime. But you guys are doing a great job. Yes. See how loyal am I? I'm in the car. Wow. I'm still listening to the show. Wow. All hey right, guys, you guys, hey, you have a great hey, time. Hey, Sean, Sean, before you go, guys, yeah. tune in Monday through Friday, 5 to 7. Yes. Uh, to, to, it's plug. the Steve Cortez show. Sean is filling in. Yeah. I'm telling you, you yeah. guys, you, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna thank me later for listening to everything that Sean yeah. has to say. Sean, you know I love you, buddy. It's thank common you so much. sense hatred. I think I'm going to rename <laughs> the show. Common sense hatred. All right, you guys take care All of yourself. All right, Sean, take care, buddy. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right. Hey, Kellyanne, leader of Walkaway, Illinois. You want to call in and thank John Jonathan Gilliam? No, John Anthony. Oh, hey, what's going on? <laughs> hey, John. How are you? Hey, John, I just want to thank Good, how are you? Uh, we just saw each other yesterday, so I'm well. <laughs> oh, good, good. Well, a lot can happen in, in less yeah. than 12 hours. That's true. That's true. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, number one, thank you so much for coming out yesterday and and seeing our event and getting the crowd all worked up. I also want to get on and say thank you to the city of Chicago, um, the police department, uh, the CTA, everyone that made that rally um, in front of Wrigley Field uh, peaceful. Um, very, uh, we, we felt uh, very welcomed there. Um, we had some uh, Black Lives Matter protesters yeah. outside the circle of um, the officers, um, but for the most part, they were peaceful. They were banging on their pots and pans and their drums and sticking their fingers at us, but that was really about it. And saying all um, types of expletives and, you know, mm. yeah, other, other yeah. things we can't repeat on radio. <laughs> correct, correct. And um, I, I just wanted to thank you uh, for supporting us and for uh, the city of Chicago for coming out for the walkaway movement. Um, it, it, Illinois walkaway is a uh, growing group. Uh, we are number four in the country right now. Wow. The She's selling that. <laughs> yeah. So right. I'd like to get people on our Facebook page. All right. Thank you so much for calling Kelly. Kelly Ann Gallo. She's a friend from Oswego. Thank you so much for calling. Wow. You know, walk away. When we come back, I, I just want to mention what, what we're going to be doing tomorrow because talking about people who should be stepping forward, this is one of those times when somebody's stepping forward. Absolutely. And yeah. We'll, yeah. And we'll yeah. be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. 
The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. That music cut quick. With George Pearson, the rear admiral, chairman of the Will County Republican Party, and my new good friend, Jonathan T. Gilliam, author of the book, Sheep No More. And go download the podcast. There's the book. If you're looking on Facebook, you see them holding up the book. Go download the podcast, the Experts Podcast. You're going to love it. Yep. It's good. Yeah. Hey, George, <laughs> look who called back again. Uh-oh. We got my guy on there. Will County. Yeah. What, what is it? The um, Yeah, uh, I'm on. Yeah. Uh, hey, Nick. What's going on, Nick? Hey, John. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fine, buddy. I wish you'd have let me know it was you. You sounded different, bro. Uh. Okay. <laughs> See, now, now I hear Nick. Now I hear Nick Ficarello. I'm getting older. My voice is getting harsher, and uh, I, it must be the uh, lack of testosterone. Hey, as I hey listen. I, I thought Jonathan T. Jonathan wanted to actually say something about you, and I and I, I thought it was really important because I personally think you want to. I think you're a great leader for Will County, and I, I know what you did in Braywood as chief, and I know what you would you you could do if you became the Will County um, exactly. chairman. I think it, uh, executive. executive, executive. I think you would really change it around in Will County. Jonathan has something he wanted to say to you, though. No, I think it is really important for people to understand what I was saying before about real experience. I mean, somebody like Nick is somebody who has years and years and years of not just experience as a law enforcement officer, but also a leader in law enforcement, that's which right. Nick and and George can tell you, and anybody else that's a cop out there is listening. The executive level of law enforcement has gone down the tube so fast that the majority of those people are plug-and-play politician yeah, yeah. Uh, fingers that they can stick into everything that's going on in law enforcement. But the other thing is that, you know, uh, Nick has seen the reality yeah. of inner-city crime, yeah. of uh, drug abuse and, and, uh, and politics, and that is the type of person. How can you put somebody like Nick up to somebody who has no experience Come and on. their only claim to fame is, I'm young and Come I want to be here? There is. How are we putting these people forward when there's people like Nick that exist in this world, in this nation, we should be pushing forward. That's it. That's it. Nick, you're right. He's right, uh, man. I'm going to have to up the price on the money envelopes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's an old Italian thing. Anyway, uh, I give my pledge to all voters in Will County that I will veto any resolution that comes before the Will County Board to defund the Will County Sheriff's Police. I will never support any defunding of any police, I'll be an advocate stopping any defunding of any police department. We don't need less police. We need more police, that's especially it. in these times. That's it. And better trained. Train. Better trained. That's, that's the other thing with law enforcement agencies. You know, it's it's not just that there there's bad cops out there. It's most of the time bad decisions are being made because training has been cut here, here. because uh, they either give all the money to SWAT or they just – Cut the budget. It's one of the first things to go in, in state budgets. You know why, why not? Yeah. You put all this 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 burden on police departments, state police departments. And you create all these different um, departments within it, and then you take away the money. Oh come on! That's yeah. what I like about Nick. He's always been solution driven, and the, the problems that he actually solved down in Braidwood, and now to have another administration come in and literally try to well destroy and dismantle the the great efforts that were made by Nick. Nick, Nick, Nick what's your website? Where people can find you? Oh, uh, hang on. I, uh, uh, what's your uh, Facebook? Nick, Nick Ficarello for Will County Exec? 
Yes, Rick Rollo for Will County Exec. Okay, thanks so much for calling in, Nick. We we got to go. Show's over. I enjoyed this. Thanks so much, Nick. God bless all you guys. Goodbye. Jonathan, talk yep. to the people. You have 10 seconds. Sheep no more in podcast. Go to my podcast, <laughs> The Experts Podcast. It's on anywhere you can get it. Um, because I'm going to come and find you and make you listen to it if you don't. <laughs> and get my book, Sheep No More, The Art of George, what's happening tomorrow? Hey, come on out to Gatto's down in New Lenox, corner of Route 30 and uh, Schoolhouse, and join us from 10 to 2 for a champagne brunch. Ooh, yes. I'll sh- hey, share it to Black and White, and I'll push it out through all of my social media, and I'll make sure yeah. I, I push out your book. Jonathan, thanks so much for, for joining. My Black pleasure. Thanks for the music, too. George, thanks so much. My pleasure as always. Guys, we'll see you next week. Don't go anywhere. Listen live, AM560 The Answer.